everyone, and welcome to Welcome to Scene Partners. Easy, 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 easy. Settle on up and uh, grab yourself a little cushion and sit down and wait for a. What? Well, I don't even know. I, like, I'm just trying to like find a joke somewhere in there. But it's like a cushion. Like where are we at? Some like old Catholic church with wooden pews. Like we can't sit here. We need cushions. What is happening? I don't know. You've been talking for a, a minute straight. Is that true? I think I blacked out. I created some weird, strange narrative with it's the that Lucky thing, Charms guy. It's that thing where you panic and you can't stop talking. <laughs> like at some Did point. I start that off? Because I'm not sure. Did I go, hearty darry Did <laughs> yes. I do that? <laughs> That's always my end for an Irish dialect. I'm like, hearty darry I was so Poor close Nathan. to coming on like the, the family guy because uh, you'd just done the noise earlier <laughs> with oh. the... Uh, <laughs> Well, hello, everybody. Well, hello, welcome, welcome to Scene Partners. I wish that I, I can't do the whistle thing. I mean, like, I can't do it. Yeah. Partners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got some popsicles in the salad. Some pop sickles. <laughs> That's always annoyed me as somebody who's wanted to do. Oh my impressions god! Like and the like freaking gopher from um, Winnie the Pooh that yes. can just do that, or Jim and Cummings. Yeah, wanted to do that whistle sound so bad, and I cannot tell you the length, the like sheer amount of time in my life that I've spent trying to figure out how to whistle through my teeth. I like have that. tried every. My which dad way. can do it so so well, and it makes sense because, you know, it's his birthday, so we yeah. gotta bring that up because he'll be listening to this and be thinking like, "Whoa!" And how old is he today? He's three years from 60. 57. He's 57 years old. I was trying to do it. So that's 60. why he can do it. Maybe it's like you, you reach a I certain always thought age about threshold like this, and you can do it. That there's this joke somewhere in having someone who can whistle talk, but does it in the wrong part. Like on the, <laughs> not on like the S sound. Like on the P's and the B's. But like instead of like. The so like that being the whistle, but yeah, like on the consonants, be like, oh, hello, my name is Odie. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't like figure out how to make it seamless enough to make it work. But I feel like there is some kind of character there. You would have to add like the S, like be like, Cody. It would almost, yeah, I guess. But I think that somehow loses the funny, the joke. I think the, or that it's just always on the. The like S sound, and then at one point you change it up and you put it on a consonant. You're like, whoa, <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's that it changes Just somewhere one like, word, yeah. throughout the show. It, it happens like at a very obvious moment. I don't know what, and I don't know what show it is either. <laughs> like this show doesn't exist. I've just this sounds like some Mel Brooks type. Yeah, of it definitely comedy. shows that this is one of those things that I wish I could do. And I can't, so yeah. I think about it, and I obsess about it so incredibly much. But uh, speaking of, this has been an amazing intro. Speaking of hey, things, you know that what? We this do. is the first time in a while we haven't been combative starting this thing <laughs> off. That's because we've literally just been hanging out for like four hours. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and I got my hair cut, got so you have thing. nothing to make fun God, of me for. You got your hair cut, man. And um, I was with you. I wanted my hair cut just as bad as you wanted it cut. <laughs> If not even more, because guess who had to walk around with it all it was, day? It's like when you it shave your beard and I can't you. be your friend anymore. It's I like, just want you to know, it wasn't right. just you that was like, oh my gosh, look at your hair. Like, I get it. <laughs> all day long. <laughs> How did Lexi feel about it? It was totally fine until last night I was getting in bed and she went, woof. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a good woof. It was a like, oh my God, oh, man, it's going to be laying next to me all night long. <laughs> like, 
Yes, it is. That hair is going to clog up the drain. <laughs> so I was talking about introductions. So mm-hmm. would you like to introduce today? Hi, everyone. Today is Thursday. It is Thursday. Welcome to your Thursday. That was I, Cody. I wonder if this is like a, like if most people listening in the morning. I know that it's easy for me to figure that out because yeah. I can just look at the analytics of it. But I, I, you know, it's also really cool. Speaking of the analytics of our podcast, it's crazy that I can look at the analytics of, you know, like the, the actual, the, the stuff that, that is, that, the, like who is listening, what yeah. region it is. I don't know names or anything like that, but I can see the region that they're in or what country they're in. Mm-hmm. And I'm so amazed at the, like the fact that we have these German listeners. Oh, that yeah, that's actually crazy awesome. And it's every single one that we've got these people. So, uh, so, so, what what uh reach out to us that i'm thinking Play on like Peter's instagram slide into those dms I mean, hey we're wanting to do cabaret really bad so i don't i don't know if that interests <laughs> you <laughs> it may not necessarily show germany in an amazing light towards the end but it is fun yeah um what it, i'm trying to say like welcome bienvenue but that's not right that's just from cabaret mhm mhm sprechen the good morning <laughs> <laughs> we now just lost our German listeners. Uh, it just happened. You know what's also kind of crazy is that we had some people in Singapore. Really? Yeah. It also, like, I kind of am worried that it's just people that are like, hmm, shall we steal these people's identity? These poor little souls in Louisiana that are trying to have a theater company. <laughs> what can we garner <laughs> from this so that we can buy a car somewhere? Yes. It's like, you know what? They don't seem like they want extended warranties. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, so, you know, it's for our last couple of podcasts, it, it's been a little bit different. I think that we've changed mm-hmm. up our routine almost. Yeah. In a way that I don't think, you know, we were kind of talking about it earlier. I don't know if it's it's good or if it's bad, but, you know, just the fact that I can see the whiteboard, that has been a subject for the last couple. <laughs> but um, just that, you know, really, we we kind of have been experiencing life a little yeah. bit more. I think now that, like, COVID restrictions are loosening a little and, you know, we've both been vaccinated. And so I feel like a freaking superhero for yes. some reason. Like, I'm just walking around like I'm you know, invincible. Yeah. Like Lexi and I were talking about that and I was like, I literally forgot to put on my mask. Like what, who is that? Yeah. Like that's, that's strange. The other day, like I was driving before I got vaccinated, I would forget and drive my car alone with my mask on, or I would arrive at my house, get out of my truck, put my mask on to walk in my front door. Yeah. You were making fun of me the other day. (laughs) I would get out of the 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 truck and start putting my she's like what are like, you doing where, where are you going it's like <laughs> sorry we're here it's just you and me <laughs> like what are you doing so accustomed to doing this <laughs> we're pod pals oh we should have we should have had t-shirts pod it's pals. not too late it's not too late to play on pod pals oh my the pod. god it could have so many different meanings because of the podcast so really it's a great marketing strategy because <laughs> even after the pandemic <laughs> we're still pod pals <laughs> No one, no one would understand. You know what's sad is this that is our friend that Dana is well. going to make this T-shirt. Yes, she's gonna, she's gonna be like, "Here you go." We'll finally have a shirt with our faces on it. <laughs> We've been waiting. We made a logo just so. 
we yes. could have a one t-shirt day. with our face on it. I want one extra one to shoot out of a t-shirt cannon one day. Oh my gosh, t-shirt cannons. That's we'll do a trivia night <laughs> at Tip and Grind. There you go. When everything opens up again and we'll just fire we'll off one t-shirt. literally five feet away from someone. Yes. And have a, a 30 foot t-shirt cannon. But Sounds anyway, like a great idea. Changing of the structure. Let's get back on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's, I don't think it's bad. No. But I think that we've been experiencing life a little bit more. So when we show up for the podcast, we kind of just talk about what's been going on. Mm-hmm. And then we come up with a topic a little bit, like literally right before. And we're like, hey, yeah. this is what's going, like this, I experienced this. And why don't we talk about this today? Yeah. I think that's kind of awesome in a, in a sense i'm like you, i think before when we started this because i i'm just interested in learning new mediums yeah and you know this was a very very new thing for you and i both this is the first time that you and i've ever done anything like this right <laughs> yes I mean, and we had to we had to kind of pivot and create this thing and figure out what works best but i think that we're getting there mm-hmm. i mean i think every time like we might have some bad ones in there but i think that we are getting a little bit better it's 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 kind of like getting your sea legs. I mean, you know, the first several when someone tells me like, yeah, we went back and listened to the first when we started off. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. man, but you know, and I knew that again. whenever we did the first one, <laughs> we I think we even talked about it. I was like, we're going to look back on this. Yeah, because I listened to that one like four times before we even released it. And I was like, this is amazing. Yeah, but I know. <laughs> yes, that in like three months, I'm going to regret that this is in the world. And it's true. (laughs) It is so true. But what's crazy is, you know, when we first began, I was trying to, you know, because I listened to it for the edit and then run through it and then make the cuts. And then I'll listen to it again and make sure that there's everything kind of flows a little, you know, seamlessly so that you can't hear hard cuts. Mm -hmm. And then I would listen to it again when it came out because I was so proud and I was also so nervous and self-conscious about it, too. And now it's just like when I'm done with the edit and I send it off. It is over. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I mean, I can understand that for sure. But, but it's, I, it's falling into the rhythm of like, we understand how this works. We we know what we're... Not necessarily that we know what we're doing or that we're good at it, but we're finding the rhythm yeah, we're, that we're works. finding it. We're yeah. finding a path. I listen to it again so that I can finally hear what in the world you were talking about. Because Lord knows I'm not listening to you now. <laughs> so I have to like... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tunes in to hear you talk and they just hear me go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. Yeah. Um I <laughs> I will I will say that like I've enjoyed the learning something new and I in a, in a way it kind of helps remind me that you know, we were nervous about this in the beginning and Honestly, we've gotten to the point now where it's just kind of like, you know, we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And we're excited about it. And, you know, it's nice to hear from other people that they're enjoying it. Like, that's always that that's great because it's it's good to know that we're doing this for some someone out there other than us, you know. But it's it's also like good to be reminded that when we do new new things, that it's completely natural to feel uneasy about it in a way. Yeah. And that it's. It's like this excitement, but it's also uneasiness. Yeah. And I know, like, for me, being, you know, having having been uh, performing or working on stage for so long, I kind of forget that feeling. Mm-hmm. 
and it be, kind of becomes more like, okay, I'm just doing this by rote almost. Like I, I show up, these are the things I do. I know that it's going to be okay. No matter what, I get to go home and, you know, I'm, I, my bills are paid, you know, <laughs> like, yes. I'm, I'm going to be all right. Yeah. Um, but, it, and then, you know, we've been doing this class that we've talked about a lot and I know that might, you know, maybe we've talked about it too much. I'm not sure, but I, I, it's, it's hard to remember that other people are in a different, different place yeah, and that they are, you know, warming up to this idea much like we were when we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. But after a while, you find your groove. I just think that's kind of interesting. But I, I, I do like this. I do think that we've we found a nice flow. Yes, I, I really this is honestly one of the things I genuinely look forward to every week. Yeah. To be able to. Is it um, because of the amount of bourbon that you get to drink whenever you come here? Or is it the- a plus? <laughs> it helps. I will say that. Um, but it, yeah, I look forward to it. And then also not to pat ourselves on the back too much, but I see, you know, clips of other people that are doing a very similar thing where they're talking just on a mic for a podcast that they're releasing to the mm-hmm. world. And I think at least we are not doing that. Yeah. Cause it's almost painful to listen to two people have nothing but inside jokes. And I mean, it is time. really hard. I got to say, because you and I are, are both really good friends. Yes. And, it is hard, and I think that we struggle a lot with not just constantly having inside jokes with you and I. Like, this is not just about, you know, other people do listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like if it was just constant inside jokes, then our subscriber base wouldn't grow. Yeah. Would, I mean, it, and I know that that kind of happens even on, you know, every, I think, podcaster looks up so much to Dax Shepard because he, you know, has just, like, cornered the market on this thing yeah. so hard. I mean, yeah. he just, like, really figured it out early and you know, i mean he wasn't the first one but mm-hmm. he's definitely done it better and and more than anyone else yes. i think and um and so i i listened to his and i I've, I've kind of been turned off by it because i just am tired of not really being in on the joke yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i hope that we don't do that i mean i'm, I'm interested in like feedback on that. I, I haven't heard that we do, but I hope oh, yes. that we don't constantly I, have inside jokes. I would love critiques. I always welcome critiques. Now, I definitely, that that is kind of interesting, like welcoming the critique, because I have thought a lot about the fact that, you know, in doing this class or doing a show and being in the position that I'm in as, you know, owner operator of a theater company, um, and, a, and as a director in the community and also as a performer, mm-hmm. I, I'm curious now, like how I as a person would be able to take an acting note from someone else. In our mm. community. Like if I were in a show Interesting. and there was a director and they were telling me to do something, I, I just I wonder if I would be able to humble myself enough to be like, look, take the note. And do what you tell other people to do. Yeah. And trust that this person is acting in your best interest and just see where the path leads. I just I wonder if I would be able to do it because in my mind, I know that selfishly I would be screaming, you know more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. you know, I mean, like, I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. When in fact, like, of course, I don't because I can't see it. Yeah. But. Can I turn that part of when my brain off? When you're secretly directing yourself, yeah, of a course, bit. because yeah. there's no way that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I because I do that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, 
so it's it's I I just I wonder I wonder if I would be able to humble myself enough to trust someone else at this point because I'm just so used to being like I mean I feel like I've just been acting on instinct yeah now for so long so it's been so long since I've been uh, directed yeah and if I'm in a show at this point since where we are in our community if I'm in a show it's because. You had There's to fill that no role. other option. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm jumping in to, to do this. And then it's more or less like I'm going to deliver the best performance possible, of course. But, you know, I, I don't know if I'm necessarily, you know, that this is as good as it could be. Definitely not, because I'm directing myself. I would say because it's one of the things that you've said before about um, removing yourself as like the third eye watching yourself. Exactly. And it's so hard, and I guess because, you know, you've done so much of the directing that it, it would, it's it's really it's really difficult to say because I would hope that you would be uh, exhibiting that much humility to be like, I mean, me I trust too. your vision, <laughs> and I'm gonna do what you ask. But it, it's kind of I think you'd said that uh, either last week or maybe the week before, like show them at least once. Right, what yeah. they want, and exactly. show them that it's wrong, that it's the wrong choice. Yeah, like and then, at least try it and discover that it's wrong. Yeah, and then in that discovery, like be like, hey, you know, can I just try something, or is there another path? Mm -hmm. Because obviously that doesn't work. I think that in the rehearsal room, that's the absolute perfect place, and really the only place to discover that is being like, all right, we will try every option and see, yes. you know, what sticks. Um, I just, I. I would love to think that I would be that kind of person, but I have this severe doubt inside of myself mm -hmm. like this. You know, there's somewhere there's in the darkness of my soul that there's this little person that's like, no, you are the almighty <laughs> and you know all. But I know that's not true. Obviously, that's yeah. not true. But I think all of us have that darkness in us all the time, no matter who we are. Yeah. Because we all think that we're right. Yeah. Just instinctually. And if someone says that you're not, then they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you know, you know your own mind. You know what you're doing. Yeah. One of the ways that I've... I have to frame it in my mind a certain way. And one of the ways that I frame it in my mind is that, like, it's... I compare it to I as the actor. I'm swimming in a pool. Yeah. And I can only see a finite amount ahead of me. Mm -hmm. But the director is standing on the edge of the pool. He sees the entire pool. Yeah. Where I only see what's immediately in front of me and it's blurry anyway. Mm -hmm. And he can see where I'm headed and what's on the what's in the shallow end, what's on the deep end and, and yeah, how to he's guide guiding me. you to shore. Yeah. Like you're in a foggy lake. And yeah. He's getting you to where you need to, or she is getting you to where you need to go. Yeah. And that's just like I have to I have to use that frame of reference a lot of times because very much like you, I can also let that ego get in the way. Yeah. So easily. I mean, it's really hard to, and it feels, I think, as an actor sometimes, that like if I make this choice, then I've been taught my whole life to make the right choice. Yeah. So make an honest choice. If I do choice. this, then I'm making the, no, I'm talking about like just in life. Oh, okay. I'm making the right choice. Yeah. And there's a, a right choice and then a wrong choice, good and bad choice, right? Yeah. So if I have done something that wasn't right, then it means that I have failed. Mm -hmm. And you just want to resist that failure so bad because we've all been taught that that's not the way to go. Yeah. And I think that as human beings, we're just naturally defensive. And so then that means, oh, so I've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Well, 
I haven't done anything wrong. You've done something wrong. Yeah. You clearly don't know what you're watching. It's so funny to watch people deflect and be like, well, I did this because so-and-so did this. And it's exactly. like, understand that you you did something and it wasn't right. Yeah, you reacted. Accept your blame. Wasn't yeah. what we, but here's the thing is it's not about like, I, I, I think that's where we get hung up sometimes as actors have been like good or bad choice or right or yeah. wrong. It's more or less like that was a choice, but we need to make a different one. Yeah. For the show, not because you did something that mm -hmm. was not, you know, right. It was that it wasn't right for this moment because of the show that we're building. And so we need to change that so that the whole show makes sense. It's not that, the, you know, that you're failing. And I, I think that that is a really, really hard thing yeah. to grasp because we are so geared towards personal success yeah. that we forget sometimes about you know, the team about the show. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's you, you've wrapped up your identity into this emotional thing. Like, and, and when it's the director is asking you to change something that you feel almost like emotionally attacked mm -hmm. or that you feel like, Oh, well, my art is now subjected to being less than other people's. So that's maybe why you get defensive about it. I don't know. Yeah, like I'm less than or I am not good enough. Yeah, and you and, know, like good well, enough is, a, is I think, a good thing for me because yeah. I, I think I identify so much as, you know, this person who's a performer. Mm -hmm. Even still, like I, I teach fine arts class, but people ask me what I'm doing and it and I get like caught up because I'm like, I'm a, I'm a, um, crap, what, what, who am I? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know anymore because my identity is so much entrenched in the theater mm -hmm. that I get lost in trying to remember wh who I am because that's that's what I think yeah you know people ask me who I am I start talking about my passion mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just one of those things and so I think whenever people tell me that I'm you know I need to change a choice it's like no this this is what I do I know what I'm supposed to be yeah. doing don't you're like it's it's like an attack on who I am yeah which is the exact wrong thing. Yeah. And it's like, no, we want to make everything better for this one choice that, you know, that you made is mm -hmm. not the correct choice for the rest of the story that we're trying to tell up here. And I think that sometimes in smaller communities, especially whenever you get into a situation where, you know, really you become like the big fish, mm -hmm. you know, like you, you're the person that's supposed to have the answers in a way. Yeah. I don't know if big fish is the right term yeah big I'm fish in a for, small but, pond but yes in this particular field where it's like i i have more answers because i have more experience mm -hmm. in a sense doesn't mean i have all the answers yeah and someone probably has you know something to lend to that but i i feel like that i approach this with a level head and that i've uh you know i've thought more of it than anyone else mm -hmm. but i can still be wrong yeah and i just i I don't know, man. It's kind of like driving. You could you could have been driving for 15 years, and someone that is a brand new driver can be a terrible driver. Mm -hmm. But you still probably run a stop sign every now and then. Exactly. Are you still speed? You do little shortcuts. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget sometimes. I mean, you know, like doing these, doing the class, or like you know, I mean, I like I've worked with you on this monologue. Not that you're uh, like it's weird for me to direct yeah. you in something. But I mean, I've worked with you on, on a monologue and I can talk to you about it. But I also like in the middle of the other day, I was giving you some some suggestions or notes about something. And I noticed the feeling in the room of other people being like, "Ooh, 
like while I was talking to you and I was like, mm-hmm. no, I'm just like forgiving. I'm giving him notes about things to make this better. I'm not yeah. saying he was doing it wrong. Yeah. It's that, hey, I think that you could do this mm-hmm. and let's just see what happens. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think we talked about this the other day. We we went down a path that wasn't genuine and you didn't feel it. And that wasn't the right way to go. But we did find a path that worked. Yeah. And it was somewhere in the middle and it it turned out to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, in order for that to happen, you have to be open to it. Yes. And you were, you like, you like stifled that part of yourself <laughs> that was like, shut up. I've worked on this. I yeah. know what I'm doing. It's, I, I have never understood and, and setting ego aside on all things. You get to the end of a run and you know, the director's giving you notes. I've never understood why people fight on every note. It's just like the, the age old thing. Just take just the take note. It. Even if it's not something that serves you, mm-hmm. like just take it. One, you're wasting everyone's time. Yes, and we're if it's tired. something that you're going to fight, go you, home. Yes, if, if it's at the end of the rehearsal, like if this is something that you want to elaborate on or you want to find more information, give it a uh, give it a bit. Mm-hmm. When everyone's done, go and ask whoever it is that is directing or someone to clarify or to have your little private discussion. Yeah, but like don't make it a big thing. Yeah. It's also like a strange, I don't know, I guess it's like an etiquette thing. Yeah. I mean, I can think of a lot of times in my life where I just wanted to say, take the note to someone. And luckily, thank (laughs) God, I've always had a ballsy stage manager that was just like, take the note. And then like everybody just moved on because they knew (laughs) that they had crossed the line. And so they hung their head in shame. But it is a hard thing. Mm -hmm. It's a hard, hard thing because it feels... And I just don't know. I, I guess because acting is so personal. Like I know, like Lexi talks all the time about how I have boundary issues with people of just being like I just I overshare and I just I I try to like I I invest more in in people that really don't mean anything to my life. You know, like I'm like getting my oil changed, but I'm finding out yes, whoever's in the like. You know, who's changing my own. I'm like, so like, how was your relationship with your mother? <laughs> They're like, well, I just really wanted to know if you wanted high mileage oil. Like, what are you looking yes, for? And but I was what like, are your Thanksgiving like, traditions? Yes, but I, <laughs> exactly. I'm like, no, but like, did your dad love you enough? Like, I just I, like, do I need, do you need a hug? Like, what do we need yeah. to do? And it's like, you, you don't need to do that with everybody. Yeah. And that's been a hard lesson for me of just like editing my life. <laughs> like other people need to edit their scripts. You yeah. Know, I'm like, I have to edit my choices of being <laughs> like, red lines I through. don't need to tell this person this story. I just need to let them ring me up for my groceries. Like yeah. I don't have to make their day better or whatever. I can do this and move on. And I'm sure that's some kind of insane psychological thing for me personally, but it also probably lends me to acting yeah. because I'm like, I want to to express and to dive deeper into this role or whatever and and figure out why this person relates to me. Well, that's that's 100% why you do it because you're also <laughs> secretly doing research mm-hmm. on, well, if this is this person's motivations for this and, and this person connects to this emotionally, like what... What led them down this path? I want to understand you so that I can incorporate that into maybe something that I'm going to do down the road. Exactly. I mean, and that is probably, that is very selfish. That is very, very selfish (laughs) of me just being like, 
I shall steal your personal situation, <laughs> and, and I'm going to use it for my own benefit later. Yes, <laughs> like that's a, that's a lot. But I mean, I I do really, I do I do kind of wonder sometimes. Like I I know for me, like I enjoy performing and becoming these other people or mm-hmm. whatever. And and I, it's, I hate the fact that I just said becoming someone else because that's not what it is. I'm I'm portraying. That's what yeah. it is. And I. Maybe that's that right there is the issue is of like, you know, growing up, I wanted so bad to be so many other people mm-hmm. and to be in so many other circumstances and not be out in the middle of nowhere and to be in the city. Yeah, you wanted to be to, a blonde five nine kid out in the sticks. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted. <laughs> but not everybody. Unfortunately, you had to play Oberon for most of your <laughs> professional career. I hate you so much. <laughs> five times. <laughs> I wanted to be a lover so bad. Uh, and what's crazy is I wanted to be a lover so bad, and now I just want to be a mechanical, because they just get to have so much yeah, fun in Midsummer. That's where you want to sit. There it is. And they, they have so few lines. I mean, mm-hmm. they just kind of like jump in there, steal the show, and then run away. What, yep. Who wouldn't want that role? Like, give the heavy lifting, <laughs> lifting to yes. some, or lifting. Lifting. Give the heavy lifting to someone else. <laughs> give the heavy lift. This has been the accent <laughs> episode. The episode yeah. of poorly spoken dialects <laughs> for love German it. friends. Um, so at least I didn't try German. At least I didn't. <laughs> no, you did at the very beginning. Remember? No, I spoke the language. I didn't try the dialect. <laughs> <laughs> I tried the language. I shouldn't say I spoke it. You, did I ever tell you the story about when Lexi and I were in Costa Rica? This is a complete and total sidebar. It means absolutely nothing. But I used to think that I knew a German phrase. <laughs> and we were eating... At this restaurant in Costa Rica on our honeymoon, and there were this there was a couple next was an older couple that was German. And I was like, I <laughs> the I hubris. A, exactly. Well, this says so much about me as a human being, but this I'm just This is how like, I know you would never take the note. Exactly. This is it. I'm like, this these people are next to me, and I was like, I know a German phrase. And I'm going to say it to these people, even though what I thought I was saying was, meanwhile, back on the ranch. I thought I knew how to say that in German. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, which I thought was, in Zweilich, a rücken auf die farm. <laughs> that is not what I, they were like talking and I said, oh, I know a German thing. I say it all the time. And they were like, what is it? And I was like, in Zweilich, a rücken auf die farm. And they were like, what? <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've said this in front of Lexi, like as a joke. And she was just like, what is that? I was like, oh, it's just German. It's whatever. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> and we're Turns right out, in front of these German the people. No, exactly. We're right in front of these German people. And I was like, in Zweilich, a Rückenhof die Weiferm. They were like, that means... No, they were like, I don't even know what region that would be. Like that doesn't even make sense in any part of our language. Vi- like I don't even know. It, what was it? And I tried to slow it down, and they were like, "Eat." And they were like trying to like sound out the actual face. I was like, "Wow, I was really wrong. I have overstepped. Like I was really wrong. I really thought that I was I was right." And it, I think I love you is like "Ich liebe dich" or something like that. "Ich liebe dich." Yeah, yeah. that's right. That 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 is right. That's like the only one I know. But oh man, that was just such a humbling, humbling experience to happen <laughs> on your honeymoon. You're like, look at me, I'm a 
daring, that I, I know that you like worldly put your human chest being. out and you walked over there all confidently. They were sitting next to us. It was strange because like over like everything was outside. Basically, everything yeah. is outside because you wouldn't go inside if you're in Costa Rica. Yeah. So we're sitting on this long. It's like a long bench and then some other chairs next to it, and it's just like almost like pub style, I guess mm-hmm. you'd think, with a big table. And we were just sitting there, and they were next to us. And so I was like, well, hello. I just had to basically turn my head because we were in each other's conversation. And they were obviously speaking German. And I was like, you're German. <laughs> you know you know what I love most about what you just said? Is that is I completely interrupted their English. I know because I've seen it happen in real time. You freaking hate when people do that to you. I hate it. <laughs> you and I will be talking at the bar or something, and then someone will look over and just like jump and in and join like, in the conversation. I don't know you, stranger. Like, I don't know you, and you're trash. Like, what are you doing? This is not <laughs> civilized behavior. Meanwhile, it's violent. A rooking off the my farm. <laughs> I'm like a Costa Rica making an idiot of myself. Oh my oh, gosh. That was a real treat. I'm sorry. It just, that honestly, like, I think that happened, and then Lexi and I didn't talk about it. Ever again, like we yeah, haven't I've talked never about heard it. that story, and it's because <laughs> I was so humiliated to the core of my like soul. I was yeah. like, "This is not. I'm a lie. Like I'm not who I am." <laughs> Which has got to be what it's like if I were to get a note yeah. and then have to take it, being like, "You're right. <laughs> I thought I knew how to speak German, and I don't. So I'm going to research that." <laughs> later when i could have just pulled this up on google and checked it myself no i'll wait for two actual germans it's ridiculous yeah that's true that's but it's hard like learning that we have these habits yeah and then you know i i just i i know that from countless performances and then going through acting school i mean you're basically just constantly told hey you're doing this yeah why stop why are you doing that like the Early actors do the 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 weight shift, or they won't like move yeah, their arms shuffle. from their body. The penguin arms, the weighted yeah. arms. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand the elbows connected to the hips thing. That that is true, but you just you don't notice the things that your body is doing, which mm-hmm. is things that you need to know. But it's also that thing of you just you truly don't know what something looks or sounds like. You may feel it. Yeah. But you know, sometimes just because you feel it doesn't mean it's translating. Yeah. Well, that's my whole thing about the notes. So I'm, I'm sorry that I just, that was, I mean, what are we at? Like seven hours we've been talking about this? My you gosh, are you going to start this podcast? We can use none of this, can by you the way. Do We're the starting introduction. Over. You should do the introduction. <laughs> we'll figure out what to do. Hey, speaking of introductions. Yes. Um, I had, uh, I had a friend of ours actually ask me to talk to their, um, their daughter about, like giving them some advice about going into this business. Mm. And that was very strange because I almost don't know what to tell people anymore. Yeah. And I I don't, like normally, you know, everybody says the same thing. Oh, if you could do anything else. I hate do that. It. I hate that advice. I do too. And you know what's bad is that I know I've said it. Yeah. And I, I hate it. Some of it, I think, does ring true because I I feel it from like my soul of being yes. like, man, if I could have taken, if I could have been a dentist, <laughs> oh my god, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be in the Cayman Islands right now. 
I'd work on teeth. I'd mind my business. I'd drink. I'd yeah. go to the islands, go to the mountains but every once in a while. And that would be my passion. Yeah. But I no, mean, no, it wouldn't. No, it, w- it definitely would. That's not who I am. But like, if it could have been, my gosh, it'd been awesome. But I mean, I, I, I find it difficult because I don't know. Like, I don't know personally what it would be like to go into this business. Like the people that are in college right now. Yeah. That are graduating this year or last year. And they're going into a world of theater that is not. It doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, theater doesn't exist right now. It doesn't exist. So how do you give advice to somebody being like, all right, look. Before the coronavirus, <laughs> this is what I would tell you. You need to learn how to uh, after act with coronavirus. Your, your eyeballs, you're and your the only forehead. Yes, you need to learn how to do like a hella good Tom Hardy, <laughs> Bane. Yeah, from Batman. Um, no, like a video audition. You need to learn how to sell yourself on a video audition yeah. for something that is probably never going to happen. But it might. Yeah. You never know. Or just, you know, film auditions, video auditions. Like, I, I don't know what the advice is to give to people there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, truly, you're going to be the person that gives the advice to people after coronavirus. Yeah. What theater is like after the... Because nobody knows what that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. So I find it difficult to try to figure out the the right thing. My My thing that I always tell everybody before they go into anything... And I think that, you know, I, I somehow in, and I honestly don't know, like I, maybe maybe people ask you the same thing, but I found myself in this situation where people seem to ask me a lot when they get to a point where they're yes. like trying to form an opinion about what they should do with the rest of their life. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, what do you think? And you're like, I, what do you think? You're the, <laughs> I did this myself once. Yeah. I don't have to do it for you. Yeah. But you want these, you want people to succeed, and so a part of you just wants to be like, yeah, go into the medical field because people will always be sick, <laughs> and like that is a guaranteed yes. income. Now, you don't yes. have to think about it. Like you, you could be a traveling nurse. You always could go a shortage anywhere yeah. and make money. Just travel and have fun. Yes, but you know, so much of who I am, my parents didn't do that to me. Mm-hmm. My parents were literally like. What do you want to do? Yeah. And they supported it a thousand percent. And like, I do not know how that they did that because me as a parent, I would find it hard to be like, hey, you know what? You go be, get your BFA. <laughs> this is a great idea. Go to a private school. That's yeah. a great idea. <laughs> Spend all the money that you don't have, that you don't understand that you're spending. <laughs> it's our third you, kid. You know what? We have no patience. <laughs> just do what you got to do. Just Get through wait until six months after you graduate because that's going to hit hard. <laughs> it's going to hit so hard for those student loan people call you and they're like, hello. Is remember, this Walker? <laughs> remember when we paid for your school? <laughs> We want it back. <laughs> we want it all back. We but slowly over time, this is yeah. going to be a slow stabbing. Yeah. We're basically just going to scratch the surface for the next 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. We'll break through that skin eventually. <laughs> I mean, it's just... Yeah. It, anyway, I just... There's like so much kudos to them for, you know, just saying, hey, if this is 
where you need to go. And yeah. This is what you want to do. Then do it. Yeah. And I think so much of, you know, who they were, they didn't really, they didn't necessarily get that option. It's almost like their, their job or their passion that they loved so much was each other. Yeah. Cause they married so young and it's like their family was almost their passion, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and has made a lot of really good stories for everyone else, but it's just, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard. So that, I think that's my, that's always my advice is yeah. like, Hey, you know what, if this is what, if you're unhappy trying to pursue something else and your heart is telling you that you need to go do something else, yeah. and you're in agony over it, then what are you doing? Yeah. Like, go do that thing. Because I think people think when they're younger and they're starting out into anything that this is forever. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that nothing is forever. Yes. That's what's so crazy is like as a teenager, I just remember feeling like everything I felt was eternal. It was eternal. Yeah. And then, you know, getting into adulthood, whether it was because I was jaded or, or what or whatever happened for me to grow up there, it just became like, oh, this is a, this is a roller coaster. Yeah. Like for as much good as I felt, like even when I feel bad, it, it, it's not forever. Like I, I can't always feel those highs, which means I can't always feel those lows. Exactly. And there are pivots. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was in school that there was a guy that was in our class that was my age right now. Mm-hmm. And I would just thought like, oh, my God, that guy's life is over. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think I, of myself as a kid, and I, which I is crazy to me. I did not understand. I was like, what is he doing? Why is he in school right now? Yeah. Like, that's wild. But I remember looking at that guy and just thinking like, dude, you, you, you need to be working somewhere yeah you shouldn't be here and really now i look at him and think like yes yeah that guy had some guts because he he was like you know what i'm not happy in what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna change i'm gonna do something else now i doubt the fact that he had good reasoning skills because he was like (laughs) to be like this is a great idea for my future loved it love it (laughs) But, I mean, how awesome is it that he pivoted and it was like, you know what, I'm going to deal with the fact that people are going to make fun of me because I'm older and it's an easy joke, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go into school and I'm going to... And he was talented and he, you know, he eventually went on and I'm sure it had a great career. I couldn't even tell you his name right now, to be honest, but he, <laughs> like, I'm sure he's doing great. I'm sure he's happy. Who knows? Maybe he's selling cars, but it I was bet Alan Cummings. The, he was... Ernest Hemingway. That's who he was. <laughs> it was strange. I didn't didn't know if you knew that he had a acting career. And that he lived a lot longer than Just history tells us. No prepositions. <laughs> he felt, yeah. He felt the fountain of youth. <laughs> it's interesting you say that because when people ask me, and I don't get asked as much as you because one, I'm not loquacious and elegant as or no, as eloquent as you. I love that you said um, elegant because yeah. that just was the icing on the <laughs> such an How dare you? <laughs> um fruition. Um, it's just because I'm in a position where I teach people yeah. and I'm with younger people a lot more than you are. And you, people in your profession aren't necessarily being like, what should I do with the rest of my life? Yes. You know? But when I get asked, I always tell people, um, get on the stage as much and as often as you can. Yeah. And the reason being, for the same reason that you're saying right there, you will learn very quickly whether you like this or you hate yeah, this, whether you truly want to be doing this or not. And it's, and it's almost like if you look at a really good carpenter, 
Mm-hmm. Somebody that that is a really good carpenter can hurry up and do these jobs, and they love working with you know wood to make cabinets to make these boats. Kind of like a um, Ron Swanson guy. Uh, what's his name? Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yes. And it's like super awesome guy. Yes. You will learn very quickly whether or not you like doing this. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, you're never, ever going to put another cabinet together. And you'll tell the story like, I hated that job. Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> it's like whenever I was working as a student worker through college for like a hot second at a mental institution as their accountant. And that obviously was not a good decision for me. Yeah. No. Why would you be a mental institution's accountant? Exactly. A hundred percent. Why not? Well, I'm not. It's You're saying that like mental institution is like, hello, my no, name no. is Jeff. No, 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 no. But like, I but, can't imagine you being an accountant because you're telling people like how much debt you've been in. Since you yeah, no, school. I understand. Like, it's terrible that's really idea. what's more funny to me. It was because I needed a student worker job and it was open, but I was work. They put me in the oh, accounting yeah, yeah, yeah. department of this like facility. Yeah. And I, oh man, it was bad. It was just so, I I think about it now and I'm like, man, if anyone ever like did this to me, I would hate this person for life, even yeah. though that they were clearly young and had no idea what they were doing. But like, I remember that they gave me an office and I was super excited about it that I even brought my Ewan McGregor, Obi-Wan Kenobi cardboard cutout and put it in there. <laughs> Like, I was working there for the rest of my life. This is getting better, isn't it? I brought that in there. I'm learning I said so much up. about you tonight. No, I don't know what's. The, well, I don't know what is going. Like, something's in the water, apparently. Who knew that I had new things to talk about? But I brought this there. Let's and talk about I also where did you had, get? I, did someone you gave get? it to me for my birthday as, like, a joke because people used to say I looked like him. Okay. And so they gave it. It was six feet tall. It was huge. This thing. And, and it was only like 5'10", too, which is what's so funny. It was this cardboard cutout was a lot. Like, this was <laughs> a lot going on. Hugh McGregor's 5'2". Five, 5'10". Five, oh, I thought you said 5'2". No. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's crazy. That would be so difficult to... Anyway. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I brought this cardboard cutout into the office. And now I'm thinking, like, what in the world that the actual, like, lifers of this job that were there just for their retirement <laughs> think of whenever I came in there. I was like, I'm 19. And here I am with all my Star Wars memorabilia. That's <laughs> like, I'll be here forever. Like, what are you doing? Moving in. They would hand me manila envelopes of things i cannot tell you how many times and i say things is because i never opened them because i had no idea what was in there (laughs) they would hand me things i had a computer um facebook was fairly new and i learned a lot about it (laughs) because that's about all i did (laughs) and i had (laughs) this is just so bad your algorithm goes all the way back all the way back um (laughs) Somebody had also, like, I had a gumball machine that was an R2-D2. Like, I mean, I just looked like (laughs) such a great... I looked like somebody that should have an accounting job, but I had no business being there. Yeah. Um, I will say that I filled a drawer with wadded-up paper, and I would take naps. (laughs) And I would just lean my head there and take naps. I would close my door all the time. I was like, please, God, nobody come in here. But I was supposed to be doing data entry. But I had no idea how to use the program. And they had mm. come in there and taught me how to do it three times. I had gone to three different employees and asked them, 
can you show me? And every time it was kind of like that before cell phones or MapQuest or anything, when you had directions that someone had given you to get to some place and you'd stop at a gas station and you'd go inside and you'd be like, look, I'm a little lost. Can you tell me? And those people would tell you, but the entire time they were telling you, you didn't listen <laughs> because you were like, I know where I'm going secretly. And also like, I feel awkward asking this question and I'm just going to agree with whatever you say, even though it doesn't make sense. Yes. And then I'm going to leave and get in my car and hope I get to wherever I'm going. So this is how you would take notes. This is how I would take notes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Good but to I know. somehow like I I got to a point in that job where literally like they they fired the person that was the head of the program there. Yeah. The accounting department. And this new person came in and in or in the interim of this new person coming in. The person who took over their position, I remember going in there and talking to her and saying, "Listen, I I don't know what I'm doing. And she said, yeah. Yeah, we know. And I was like, I, um, I feel like I'm taking advantage almost in just having this job. And she yeah. Went, mm -hmm. And I was like, I think that I should leave. And she was like, yes. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go. And she was like, that's great. But today isn't over. Until five. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like, no, I think that I'm going to pack because I had clearly brought all of my furniture. Yeah. It's like, um, also, my desk is full of every invoice for the past eight months. I have no idea what's <laughs> going to happen when you find that. That's just what was going on in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when I leave and you open that desk drawer, you're going to be very sad <laughs> and you're going to hate me. And I'm so sorry that that happened when I was 19, but like, what a terrible person. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's so interesting. I mean, ignoring. But obviously I saw this is why this ties in. Yes. I saw me as an accountant or me as just a like nine to five job that I didn't like. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I was definitely not a like do a job for the money person. Yeah. And that showed me because I was like, I hate this. I am depressed and miserable and obviously turning into a bad human being that makes bad choices. Yeah. It's 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 so interesting to see like what a job that you just despise or you have no interest in even <laughs> even doing like how that is affecting your day to day life because yeah. you're like I'm going to wad up all of these important things. I'm going to take a nap because I, I just don't care. care. I don't care. And it's yeah. almost like I don't like because this doesn't matter to me in any sort of way. It's hard for me to. And, you know, it's sad is that I, I'm sure that still to this day, the people that work in that office think back to me and they're yeah. like that horrible <laughs> Star Wars fanatic well, that worked here for a while. <laughs> I'm sure they call me Obi Wan. Well, like, that stuff is now now chic, and it's just like crazy to see people loving the nerd culture, and that I oh, see old true. people knowing who the Guardians of the Galaxy are, and I'm like, I, we've come a long way. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm I'm curious to see, um, because I'm sure you worked with a bunch of people, especially in as an actor or even even as a director in in the community, um, like seeing people that have that same sort of attitude that you're working with. Yeah, like in the sh in a show. Yeah, like I just don't care. Like when I just want to get that through the first this. person that I thought of. I mean, look, I I've been in some shows that it was like, all right. I signed on to this 
it is a paycheck. Yeah. I don't feel passionately about the project. I need it to be over. The mm-hmm. director, whoever it is, is just a tyrant. And it's, it's just getting through, going through the motions and not trying to burn any bridges with the company as a whole. Yes, again, been there. That is that is a whole other thing. But then there's also people that's like, why did you choose this? Like, this is a very niche thing. Yeah. And you just decided, like, you know what? I'm going to go into a bit of a debt. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to become an actor. And then I'm going to act miserable all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what what got you there? And, of course, like, I can think of, like, five people immediately yeah. off the top of my head. Um, and one person that I think is very interesting that like drives me crazy on a personal level. And I won't really like say his name or anything because of the terror that he actually like listens to this, even though he probably should know, but, or he does know, I mean, at the time he was a theater actor. He came to Chicago, started performing, basically got the first audition that he ever auditioned for, which is like awesome. And if it happened to me, I would have lost my mind. Oh yeah. But it didn't. So when it happened to somebody else, you're like, oh my God, this idiot over here. Like, what in the world? Doesn't know anything. Um, And then basically acted like he was over the entire thing from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Because there were no stakes. It was like he didn't have to try. Yeah, there was no struggle. But also wasn't good. That was the thing. Like, everybody was like, why is this person here? They're not good at this. Abs? No. Working on them, but weren't there. Yeah, yeah, abs. Um, Abs. (laughs) But but now, they're like an actual film star, this person. So clearly, they're like, whatever luck streak that they had went all the way to L.A. That's Which the whole time, they were just like, which was a, a, a deal in, I think, Chicago for a little while. It was hard because there, it felt like, the diehard Chicago people that were there acting were like, you know, we're here for the craft. Like mm-hmm. we were like down and dirty, like gritty acting. We want to do it. We want to do this and we're doing it for the work and we're not doing it for the fame or anything like that. And then you would have New York people that would come to Chicago so that they could like cut their teeth and like make their resume look appealing to people in New York again. Yeah. So they would be like, oh, you acted in Chicago? You're a legit actor. And then you go away or like, oh, you're a Chicago actor and you're now in Hollywood? Oh, so you're legit. Like, it would almost seem like there was some kind of respect or legitimacy there because Mm -hmm. there's not insane fame in Chicago. But there is a huge theater scene and it's like people doing the work, you know? You know, it's interesting you say that, and I think a lot of people ignore that fact because I was watching this documentary on Chris Farley this past week, uh, and he, you know, they were talking about how Second City is really the place where pretty much every single SNL person mm-hmm. has started. Yeah, like they 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 want you to get up on the stage, they want you to learn how to do it, and then you know you'll have someone like Lauren Michaels come in and watch you and then drag you over to New York to get into Hollywood to be a film, you know, comedic actor. And mm-hmm. and it's just so interesting that I think a lot of people ignore or don't understand like how big and how important Chicago is to so many to acting careers. So many acting careers. Yes. And it is 
I mean, it is true. Like Second City started there, but there's also now Second City LA, like, yes, where they have yes, the yes, groundlings yes, yes, yes. and all that stuff. But they treat it as if it's, but it's different. It's not but if you Chicago. started in LA, but you didn't start in Chicago, exactly, they, it's you're, very you're different. different. Yeah. But also now at this point, and it's a, it's a strange thing. If you're doing Second City in Chicago, or at least is the way it was, then you're basically performing for frats. Like, yeah. you know, like bro dudes that are bringing people on a date mm-hmm. to see Second City. And they're like, well, I just want to do something interesting. But it wasn't Second City anymore. It was Improv Olympic. Yes, yes, and yes. so people were going to I.O. then because that was the like, oh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. Like, they also did Second City, but I.O. was really where it was at. Yeah, again, that's where Chris Farley started off at. Yeah. At I.O. then moved to Second City. Then. Because I.O. was the start of long-form yes. improv. They, like, kind of created that, which is just kind of cool that, you know, so much improv and this this sketch comedy stuff came from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was if, only using that as an example. No, I, like, I understand. To, so that people understand. But Second like, City is yeah, the name. Chicago is where, if, if you have that on your resume, people don't understand the weight. Yeah, it's a big weight. Yes. And there's a lot of respect that goes along with it, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, it, it's, it's, it's big. So when you go to those other markets that are flooded with people that just run to New York or to L.A. because yeah. they either want to be a Broadway performer or they just want to be on TV, if people see that you've spent a long time in Chicago and you've performed at these companies, they're like, whoa, this isn't – so you're like an actor. Yeah. Like I remember going when I went to L.A. and I did a show in North Hollywood. They were like, oh, so you're like an, an actor. Yeah. I was like, yeah? <laughs> I was so confused. I was like – are you not an actor? You're not an actor. Like you, but you came from Chicago. It was like, yeah. They're like you're like an actor. Actor. It's like whatever sure. that means. I'm yes. an actor squared. <laughs> you're right. I'm an actor. Actor. That's that's who I am. But it's just interesting because it just the weight that it holds. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't even know why we're talking about this anymore. Um, you were talking about this person. Who, oh my gosh. Yeah. And they drove me insane. And they they just everybody kind of would just wanted to like help help him out in a way of being like look you need to calm down and you don't understand that things like this don't happen to everybody yeah. like you've been giving an opportunity and you need to and he just didn't seem like the craft of it and the show or the importance of the show it wasn't about the show it was about the self like yeah. self promotion which made sense to me that he went to LA because yes. that is all self you're self promoting the whole time and he went out there and like you know went gangbusters and he's gotten you know huge tv shows he's got movies he's he's in a, a huge tv show right now actually with netflix and i almost like can't watch it because i just it it hurts me because yeah. i'm like this guy didn't do the work yeah it's well <laughs> he doesn't you deserve it you understand how the the sausage is made and you see someone literally get to skip to the front of the line without doing any of the work well and pass up so many other people that i can think back on and being like oh my god like 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 you should like so many other people yeah deserve what this person got and like not even thinking about. I'm not. Th- I'm not talking about me. I'm talking yeah. about like other people that I worked with that fit within his type. Yeah, it, it it's the double edged sword where it's like when someone is successful, you're both happy that someone came from this and got to go to this. Yeah, and I think maybe it's this great person isn't the best there, example. But yeah, but it's also like this jealousy. You're like, man, I can think of everyone else in my friend group that I think would be better for this. But I'd probably still be jealous of them if they also beat me. I mean, me literally to the at this point, finish I could, line there. If every single actor 
in Chicago sent me a, a little bitty like wallet size photo and I put it on a dartboard and I threw it and it landed on whoever I would choose them over this guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you deserve this more than him. <laughs> but I mean, sure, I'm happy for him or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's another thing. Like when I was and he was younger, but when I was young, I did stupid stuff as an accountant. <laughs> and maybe he just was going through that bad time at that moment yeah. that, you know, he was also just being given some acting you opportunities. You are not the rising star of accounting that you think that you are. <laughs> exactly. Just saying. Exactly. I mean, I but it's, but still, those things are the things that make us. So maybe now he's a little bit more humbled, but I just can't see it after giving yeah. these opportunities. I almost feel like it's... And in, it, it, there's no way his head has not been even more inflated. There's just no way. So are you the him of this area if you had to be directed by someone then to tie it back? Oh, man. I would sure hope not. You do have to think that as a director. Like, if I'm giving this note to someone, I expect them to, mm-hmm. to do this. And so then I should, you know, do the same. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm just. The, the person that started off as a jerk and then came back and was like, look at those people that are acting like jerks. <laughs> I have suppressed my jerkiness. <laughs> like I've I've been humbled. Yeah, I have been humbled. I think that's that's a thing about like taking a note is just being humbled enough to think, you know what? Maybe there's some merit in this. Yeah. And I should just try it. Like, you know, just try. Why not? Well, that's the that's the that's the whole point of rehearsal. It's like. You're at batting practice, and you swing at everything. At, you got to swing at everything. You'll never, like, then you can learn the pitches. I think that almost when you start to think that certain pitches you shouldn't swing at, then you start to lessen the your your percentage yeah. of hitting, you know, a wild card. And I think that, like, the wild, I think the wild card, like, the, the hits you don't expect are what we go for. And whenever you start saying, like, no... I'm not going to try this. Then you're missing an opportunity for something crazy. Yeah, that hasn't been done before that you're not expecting, and so then that is the that's the thing. You're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's a lot the, of metaphors in this the business. This one, I mean, I just <laughs> have been talking, and whatever you said, I'll hear next week when I listen to this. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fair. That's fair. Do I did you, have uh, a lot of things written down on the board. I don't think well, we talked about maybe one, one or two things. Yeah. I don't e- I don't even know. Oh, did you hear about the people that were on the uh the boat that got stuck the other day? Is this a joke? Yeah, a little bit. No, I didn't. Like they were all on the boat. They all had a cigarette. They did. Yeah, and no one had a lighter. So one person took their cigarette, threw it off the boat, and it became a cigarette lighter. Yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> and I just like... When you listen back at this, that's when you're going to get it because I see no cogs turning over there's there. There's not a cognitive <laughs> cell in my brain that's been like, you get it? This is my way of saying, you want to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to work on your pickup lines. It's been a while. Using that, it's I know been that a while. it's been a year and you haven't been to a bar or whatever, but if you go to a bar and you're like, hey, did you hear about those guys? In like the five years you've known me, have you ever seen me walk up to a woman and be like, hey, No, if anything, so I've just sent a woman over to you. Been like, that's hey. That's 
True. You have done that. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> well, maybe next time we can hit on any one of the thousand other things that I actually wrote down instead of <laughs> yes. this rambly mess of insanity. Yeah. And hey, you know what? If you that's, can, that's our rhythm yeah. that we found. And if you can fill in the gaps and you watch this Netflix movie and this series of this guy that I was talking to, then uh, talking about, then and from Chicago, then maybe our listeners are really good detectives. Sleuths, yes, sleuths. Love it. Um, so if that was your joke and we're exiting, then I guess you should say goodbye. All right. Well, that was Cody, and that is Christoph. Annapolis! I was. No. I never they, locked. You didn't even I look was, at I me. I was locked in you your eyes. You looked at my was eyes. Like, mm, that was so, so good. <laughs> Felt the tag at the end right oh, here. Oh man, that was. So- <laughs> <laughs>